0: Hey everybody, welcome to Wholehearted Loving. Today we're speaking with Alexandra, a caller who's looking for some support around big fears coming up, living in a new country, being away from family, and especially from her mom who has a terminal condition that the family has been managing for the past 10 years. The prompts we use with her are prompts you can use in your own life, whether these are the same challenges you face or not. There are lengthy pauses while we deliver prompts and she feels her way through how she wants to answer. We have left these in on purpose. These are great opportunities for you to slow down and feel into your own body and your own responses as they come up. So let's get into it. G will start us off with a body self-connection practice.
1: Let's take a moment to feel your butt on the chair. And notice your breath. And we'll take your right hand and place it under your left arm. And your left hand, and you can place your left hand either on your right shoulder or in your right arm, whatever feels good for you. And this is a gentle hold that we're giving to our bodies. And if it feels good for you, try letting your head and neck hang. So just letting your head drop. And be here for a few breaths. This is a posture that reminds our bodies that it's okay to sink in to let down and the hold symbolizes that we've got ourselves, we've got our back, just notice how that feels. When you're ready, you can give yourself a bit of a squeeze if that feels good. And Alexandra, I really want you to follow your own body's impulse for when it's time to emerge. If it's not time to emerge yet, let yourself be in this hold. Cozy. Mm. Slowly let your eyes get acquainted to your space, right? So find a few things to look at. Feel your butt on the chair. Notice your breath. And then when you feel ready... Then we can bring our attention back to each other. So, Alexandra, what do you notice from that body connection practice? Just to bring you to the present moment, mm-hmm. calm you, calms calms you down. It down a little bit, right? Yeah. I really wanted to walk you through that because before we hit record, is it okay if I share what you said one of your fears was? Yeah. Yeah. Alexandra had said, I've been quite um, sort of internal lately, right? And so stepping into vulnerability, a little bit of a fear of what emotions would come up. And I wanted to walk you through that whole, because it's so symbolic of going internal, right? And and reflecting and caring for ourselves. And it's nice to feel that softness and that comfort there. And then as we shifted out of that, I really wanted you to feel your own impulse of when you felt the pull to shift from this hold and focusing on yourself to, you know, I think I'm ready to look up and look outward and see what's around me and to connect with other people. Right. So that body practice is a reminder that it's okay to take your time and that there's, there's beauty in going internal and there's beauty in connecting, connecting with our outside world.
0: How are you feeling
2: in your body right now, Alexandra? Uh, good. I, you know, since I've, since I'm not home, home, I've been like feeling anxious for the past two and a half months. It's been just a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, June, I think that, it's, because I know it's safe here. So it's good time.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. How long have you been away from home?
2: Yeah, I've been away from home for like two and a half months because I decided to move, and now I'm like, oh, is this a good idea? Oh, no. <laughs> like, maybe I should have thought before it got me. I, mean, I, I just sometimes feel like maybe I um, warm up you know, and say that, like, I thought it's a good idea, and then I'm thinking now that maybe my nervous system can't handle it. Mm. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you had an idea, you went with it, and now you have some information. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: Okay, so when you wrote in to us, uh, you were looking for some support around uh, some fears, uh, specifically around being away from your mom, not being physically there for your mom, and the possibility of losing your mom. Uh, And in addition to that, um, you were thinking that you were maybe having to go back to a job that you used to not have a good time at. Um, and now that I'm meeting you, I see you've also relocated to another country. So there's there's a lot going on for you. It makes yeah. sense that your nervous system would feel a bit overwhelmed and um, maybe a little scrambled.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So this is two and a half months of big change. I imagine there was some time leading up to this change that felt tumultuous as well, hey?
2: Yes, I work with a life coach to sort of um, because I I made that decision back in November and then I had to postpone my trip because my mom's in the hospital.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. So that was like um, very nerve-wracking to kind of understand um, what to do next. And um... it wasn't really about canceling tickets. It was more about rescheduling them for February. So, mm-hmm. um, shortly after mom was released from the hospital, with her condition is something in been dealing with for, for 10 years, maybe, mm-hmm. Oh, and it's not something that is curable. So, well, you just kind of have to always um, be ready to lose hurt, but mm-hmm. you don't know when it will happen. Right. And the relationship is also pretty codependent, and it has been for the past three years, because that's how much I lived back home. Before that, I was always abroad.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And now, obviously, I was like, I should go back abroad. So I did.
1: Um. Thank you for sharing that with us. I just want to acknowledge like the experience of having a parent who's ill. And the specifics of this experience with your mom where you said it's not curable. And things could change drastically at any point when you said, my nervous system's been feeling a bit off, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. It makes sense that your whole body has been trying to help you cope through the last 10 years of always sort of waiting, always sort of wondering, will it be now? And I just want to acknowledge how much how much that impacts your whole system right before that time
2: i didn't really have a relationship with her because i lived abroad so you know mm-hmm. it's like a call here and there and uh it's very different
0: mm-hmm.
2: oh, well and my whole family is very toxic and we don't speak to each other and whatnot. And um, mm-hmm. it was just different um, being back home because I got to like see her condition and then see her traumas, her cod- codependency, her everything as I was going through my feeling journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also very challenging. But then I got what I thought, which I think I hope it is, got to the point where, you know, our relationship improved a lot. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, so it was harder to leave this time because even though it's still a codependent relationship because mm-hmm. she's not feeling anything about her, um, uh, it was just hard for me to there's just a lot of things that happened in my life or just made mm-hmm. me like probably also not trust the decisions I'm mm-hmm. making.
1: Mm. right Hmm.
0: that's hard there's the like the technical individuating that we do when we leave home and then what you're describing the healing that you're doing, um, changing the way you see things and becoming more aware of your own patterns and patterns in life it's hard to see other people and see a bit more clearly and know that there isn't really changed there, but now you've changed. Um, you're individuating at this deeper level uh, and it's a really powerful time. You're also facing um, you know the reality of motherhood and the feminine is that we we bring forth life and by doing that we condemn everything we create to death, you know just by the act of living. We all have this terminal condition and we distract ourselves from it in so many different ways. And the more we come to realize that our lives are our own and they're finite and our relationships are important to us and healing is important to us, it adds these new layers of dynamic with our parents and with the way that we face our own mortality and their mortality and all of that brings up. So it makes sense that you're feeling challenged and confused, and it also makes sense wanting to be away and wanting to be home at the same time. That's um, a lot of internal conflict.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see you in doing some really important work here in that it's one thing to move abroad away from parents and that. Creates the physical distance, and we can sort of live our life and not have to face the reality of maybe how our parents are doing and what's going on with them, and not have to experience that how we come together, right? You're in a position now where your mother has been ill, and from what I feel from you, what I've heard from you, you want to support. You want to care. And that's such a different experience to allow ourselves to connect to our parents in this way and yet be deeply connected with ourselves. All right. That's a very different level of learning how to connect because it's easier to say, well, then I'm going to withdraw and you do your thing and you have your life. And there comes a point where we might realize, but I don't want to live that really separated life either, separated either with distance or emotionally or energetically. Now I want to have more connection, but how do I do that in a way that still honors me and the things that are also important to me? Right. Yeah, it's a big thing to navigate. And my sense is you're going to have more of those experiences where you're like, I had this idea and I tried to do this and then I realized that. (laughs) And it's that sort of trial and data season of your life when it comes to how do I stay connected to me and connected to my mom in a way that feels healthy for me. I feel
2: like the trauma or like... When I was back home, you know, I was in Rising Woman and I did like a deep work and I had so much free time to really get to know myself Mm -hmm. and like just realize everything that went down and and sealed from it. And I'm still sealing, but like Uh, moving abroad, everything starts to come up again. And And it's really scary because it's like, oh, wait, I dealt with that but it doesn't feel like that anymore because uh, I would like support from her, but there is none, you know, and I know why Mm -hmm. and it's okay, but then it also hurts me, you know, and then it makes me want to distance myself again because it's like, well, she's not, you know, Mm -hmm. incapable to give me what I need. So I kind of just have to, stick to myself. And that's kind of how I've been also thinking about other people because they can't give me the support I need, then I'd rather be a wall because I can't handle being around someone who just doesn't get it, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. That's very relatable. (laughs) Have you heard the saying, hell is other people? (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is that heaven is also other people so it's it's very difficult reaching these new layers um, of ourselves and discovering how it feels good to interact Um, you're you're in the middle of a process
1: Mm -hmm. i think that's where sometimes we can be hard on ourselves because We might have done some healing work and some growth work and really feel more at peace. And then circumstances change, environments change, and we experience the next layers of grief, the next reminders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you notice there? Just hearing those words how like a
2: feeling of tiredness because i'm like how much more like there's just Mm -hmm. especially lately because i'm vulnerable and i know it's oh my god like can i really handle this because you know the last three years the pandemic time everything that went down back then it was so traumatizing i feel like i haven't dealt with that until the very like and and now i suddenly decide to give myself more hard time sort of like Mm. you know it's like why am i sort of feels like maybe i'm continuing to punish myself for something i don't know Mm
1: -hmm. i think that's a really great insight that you have right of it was already hard And what am I doing adding more hard stuff? And more hard stuff can be thoughts. More hard stuff can be expectations we have on ourselves. More hard stuff can be things we say yes to or things we say no to. So that might be something to reflect on of coming out of the pandemic, which was really hard for me. Where am I at right now? And what am I really needing? What do I need to insert into my life with intention so that I can build my, my capacity? Because life will show me more things that need to be grieved over time, but I don't have to like do it all at once. I don't have to plow through it all at once. Am I willing to create, it's almost like, um, I think of, I I used to go to Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know if you ever went to Chuck E. Cheese. It's like this little kid's amusement park. And one of my favorite parts of it was the ball pit where you just lay in all these like plastic balls and like you sort of just hang out there. But the reason I have that image is it's like, how can you cushion yourself in this time coming out of the pandemic and what that stirred up for you? and really um, bring a nurturing to yourself so that there is more capacity to face the other things that are coming in life. Yeah, I think that's
2: the hard part because Um. um, I had a different idea. I was like, I thought that having all this knowledge will suddenly uh make me act differently oh mm. uh, and i'm still stuck like i still feel stuck and i'm like wait <laughs> but like i have done all this work isn't that supposed to change you know my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it hasn't been able to you know like when there's an opportunity for me to um go out and meet people i'm like yo I'd rather stay back, you know, stay at home, rest. When there's an opportunity to, you know, whatever it is, I'm just like falling back to what I know is safe. It's not healthy, but it's safe. And I just want to go there instead, like Mm -hmm. safety, (laughs) you know. like. And that's safety to me is like being alone, like just Alone. alone.
0: But you've also just relocated to another country. You know, it, it could be argued that you're not just staying home. You're making quite big changes in your life.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, in the room, like, whatever I'm staying in, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: if there's, if there's an event I have to go to, a person I have to talk to, mm-hmm. uh, it takes just like, it almost feels like it takes all of me to do that. and. My first instinct is not to do that. Like I'm not. Um, and it's like, wait, but if I
1: don't do that, then I'm never going to get out of this old way of and Right. Okay. So you're, one of your beliefs is if I don't do all these things I think I should do, I'm never going to get out of this whatever I'm in, old pattern. I'm curious, Steph, like what I say, whether it aligns with what you were trying to say is yes, it makes sense to come out of our seclusion to connect with people. Because like Steph said, hell is other people and heaven is also other people, right? Um, but the way, you know, what's coming up for me is You completely transplanted and transported yourself out of your nest home into a new place. That's the biggest sort of coming out that you could actually do. And is there a willingness in you to give yourself permission to settle in and have this new place feel more like home and more settled And that you feel more nurtured before we like tap the little birdie and say, hey, you want to go fly out of the nest? Right? It's like the whole nest got transported to a different continent. Are we willing to let, let, let things settle a little bit first? And know that there is a time and place for those connections and coming out. But there's just been a huge coming out already.
2: I know. I haven't even thought about it that way because to me, like moving somewhere, it's like, oh, no big deal. I, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I like. Was what I did. Like, whoa, yeah, yes. Because I don't even like know. Yeah nest yet here i have i'm oh. not able to find my own place that i
0: like right yes but, so you're living with other people
2: yeah i'm living in like homestay with vietnamese family
1: okay uh,
0: yeah so in terms <laughs> of how your nervous system is interpreting this kind of stuff you're out you are out and about you know Mm -hmm. there is there's a lot of energy here being expended Um, and and you know in these bird nest terms you're you're learning how to fly you're in a in a nest with birds that are not your family you're learning how to fly and you're thinking you should be you know going on flying jaunts regularly (laughs) I'm curious what your energy feels like it's for right now. If you put aside all the shoulds and all the ideas you have about what a person ought to be doing, what does your energy feel like it's for right now?
2: Well, uh, I think uh, because I started a new job, that's where it should go, right? Um, and it has been going there, but the rest of it seems like just rest. Like just I just noticed myself wanting to rest more, sleep more, and um, and just cuddle, cuddle
1: into the blanket, it's not yeah. hot. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but your whole demeanor and energy changed. Really? As you spoke about what you wanted instead of what you should be doing.
2: So that's what happened to me back home when I was during the pandemic, right? Yeah, it was a hard time, but I was able to do whatever I want. Like I had the whole time in the world, three years. Mm-hmm. just whatever i want and now it's more like oh things i have to do things i should do and it frustrates me it's like no like that's not how i want to live my life you know?
0: mm-hmm.
2: i want to be half
1: to doing things like that's up yeah so when we're not bajillionaires <laughs> most of us will probably need to spend some of our day doing things that help us be able to have a roof over our heads right so there's definitely going to be a difference in maybe the amount of free time you had during the pandemic versus the amount of free time free time you have now and we may never be able to replicate that again right but it doesn't mean you can't have those things and you can't have that experience and that feeling that you created for yourself during the pandemic, right? So it, it's important to look at what is the essence? If I were to ask you, what was the essence of that pandemic time other than things that were stressful, but like what, what feeling experience did you have? What freedom did you have during that time that you really valued? I was doing deep healing
2: work. It was like a full-time job, but that was the only thing that kept me
1: very much alive mm-hmm. because okay. I did not want to be. <laughs> right. So if you look at deep healing work and you were to break it down to like, what did that entail? What are some things that were part of deep healing work? What was that? Uh, well, I do breath work. Um, Meditate. I
2: did shadow work. I took courses from Rising Woman, Mm -hmm. took Mm -hmm. courses from different uh, sources and, well, yeah, just therapy, went to therapy and was able to, yeah, just did a bunch of those kind of Mm -hmm. mindfulness
1: practices and a bunch of journaling, a lot. Right. So it sounds like some body practices, Some self-reflection, some slowness, right? Where the energy was like going inward to your personal experiences. So we might not be able to do that 24-7, like you said, as a full-time job. But in what way are you willing to bring the essence of that into your daily life now? Even if it means it's a much shorter Period of time, right? The reason I bring this up is um, it's sort of rooted in um, Marshall Rosenberg's work, nonviolent communication. Are you familiar with that at all, Alexandra? That's no, no. So he's, yeah. not yet. He speaks to you know, um, underneath every behavior, every human behavior, we're just all trying to meet a certain need. And these needs are pretty basic and pretty universal. And I'll use his work in the context of relationships right now, just to illustrate something. He says that lots of people have conflict with each other because we are fighting over the strategy of how to have a need met. And what's more helpful is to get to underneath what is the need that's being met? Right. So for example, in how I would apply it in this situation is there might be a part of you that says, I want to be able to journal for three hours a day. I want to be able to do breath work every day for an hour. I want to be able to meditate. And if I don't have all that, then that means I have this life that sort of sucks right now because I need to have a job and I had to have to do all these things I should do. That's going to bring up a certain energy in us when we look at our lives that way. So Marshall Rosenberg might say, what were the needs that were being met during that pandemic time when you were able to take courses and have breath work and all that stuff that you were able to do? What were the needs that were being met and what are some strategies that would allow you to meet those needs in the circumstance and situation that you're in now. Because I mean, sometimes we think if I can't have it that way, then I don't get any of it at all. And it just sucks. And I have to do this, have to have a job.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um I have been doing, but I'm glad I um yeah. Like it's it's not as constant, obviously, as it would be. Um, if you if I was back home, mm-hmm. I have been I have been doing that, um, and it has been helping. But at mm-hmm. the same time, uh, because of the nervous system probably being in fight and flight most of the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it almost feels like there's no. I don't feel the difference. Like the first month when I just came here, mm-hmm. I was. Very calm. Mm-hmm. I was super calm, mm-hmm. and now I just noticed this big difference, like, with, from like being calm to being more anxious and more like stressed, mm-hmm. and right? Bothered in a weird way. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like it just shifted. So, but I'm yeah, I'm doing my best to right. to still incorporate all the practices and. And so actually like continue to feel the benefit. But um, I understand what you're saying because um, I'm the kind of person it's like, it's my way or no way. Mm -hmm. And and it's never my way, you know? So Mm -hmm. before that, It was less frustrating because I was kind of blindly going by life. Now I know who I am and I know what I want and I'm not there. And that frustrates me more. Like, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, wait, what's the point? Because I don't even know if I'm ever going to be able to be there. Or like, how I, like, will I ever have life that I want to have? Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Ignorance is bliss is the other saying that comes to mind. I often think, oh, if I could go back to before I was paying attention. But, you know, the truth is I wasn't happy then. Uh, It's a different feeling now. Um, What I'm hearing as you speak is a woman who wanted to make space for herself and found that abroad, found that in the freedom of the pandemic. I, I relate a huge amount to the way you're describing the the pandemic. I, I felt that suddenly, nothing was expected of me, I could focus on specifically what felt good to me. Um, I found my habits became healthier as a result of that. Um, and you know, when you're when you're moving abroad, and when you're looking for space for yourself, maybe within the family system that that still exists within your mind, uh, it makes sense that you'd be wanting to go inward. Um, and it makes sense that you'd be feeling frustrated if part of you is thinking you should be going outward, uh, or is having to because of things like work. Um, and your deepest feeling is that you want to be inward. So I want to offer you a bit of permission that that's okay. Uh, there's no hurry, there's no timeline. If inward is where your energy wants to go, then it's okay to hang on to that and, and take those moments when you can. Mm
1: -hmm. my sense is you have a lot of internal wisdom and the question is whether you're willing to allow yourself to be guided by it because when you shifted from talking about i should spend energy on my work and then you started saying what i want is and your whole face lit up and a softness came over you That's what I would encourage you to explore more is what is it that you want? What's the energetic, emotional feeling that you want right now? That you want to give yourself permission for maybe the next month or two or three to really cultivate that experience. My sense is you know what you want. What do you sense?
2: Yeah, I do know what I want (laughs) Um, uh, and just try my best to get to that point. It's uh, the safety and security that um, at least I'm able to give to myself. So even when times are really, really hard. I mm-hmm. always remember like okay but I got myself like mm-hmm. if I went to that stuff I can Both go through this stuff you know yes. um so it's yeah I know it's just said uh a lot of the times it, it's like uh still a mm-hmm. battle between the um, I don't know the wise Alex and the Alex that has got her shit together mm-hmm. I don't know and that other Alex was just constantly imperfect, anxious, mm-hmm. depressed, not. Mm-hmm. Whereas I felt like, okay, it's, it's not gonna be anymore. I just really hope that it's not gonna feel like that. And then I just keep seeing that it is over and over again.
0: Yeah, So this is the condition of life, right? Like I I think we get into this work and imagine the grass is so green over there. I will eventually arrive and it'll just be a delight Uh, when really what we're doing is bringing our attention. So you're going to be having moments of peace like you might not have had before. And you're also going to be having all the rest of it, you know, so celebrating those moments of peace Um, celebrating. I love to hear that you have your own back or that a part of you knows that you have your own back or parts of your own back. Those are our gifts to celebrate. Um, There are many people who don't feel that they have their own back and your ability to pick up and move somewhere that feels good and exciting to you and to know that you have your own back during that process is something that I don't want you to miss in your celebrating moments. Those are, um, those are real skills that you have, um, and that you're, you're using your mind in these excellent ways to support your body and your spirit. Um, so something to celebrate as well.
1: Are you open to doing a little practice here, Alexandra? Yeah. Okay. You spoke about your parts and I'd love to give your parts a voice. Right. Um, let's begin with just feeling your body connected to some surface that you're sitting on or resting on. Notice your breath. And I'm going to give you maybe, I'll give you a moment to get comfy. I'm going to give you a prompt to use. And just complete with whatever comes, comes up. What I want is. What I want is peace. Okay, and I want you to feel your butt on the chair. And just notice that desire. Notice how it feels in your body to claim that desire of what I want is Peace. can you connect to that feeling in your body that desire for peace yeah okay now we're going to go to the scared part of me tells me the scared part of me tells me that i should That I should just give up. Let's go with using this whole phrase the scared part of me tells me I should. The scared part of me tells me I should give up. Okay, and I want you to pause with that and let yourself honor the scared part in you. And that it's okay to have a scared part in you. And you might even bring some touch to your body. So the scared part in you knows that it's okay that it's there. And see if we can connect to, you spoke of the wise, Alex. The wise part of me wants to remind me that.
2: The wise part of me wants to
1: remind me that it won't be okay. Okay. Let's pause with the wisdom from the wise part of you and let your body feel that. Right? And if you need to say it a few times, you can say it a few times to let your body connect to those words. The wise part of me wants to remind me that. Wise part of What's to remind you that you. What do you notice in your body as you give a voice to each of those parts?
2: When I've when I go up to the scare part, it's the. I feel like the throat just mm-hmm. easing and like wanting to cry, because mm-hmm. um, I'm acknowledging my my scared part.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: it's whenever I go to the wisdom part, it's it's more like I do feel more relaxed. Yeah, I just like more relaxed and more relaxing
1: the good hmm So you're a very powerful woman. You have the ability to speak for both of these parts and the part of you that said, I want peace, right? So you get to choose moment to moment, which part of me needs more attention right now, which part of me needs more of a release, which part of me do I want to let lead right now, Right? Because you might notice, hey, the scared part of me needs more space to say all the things that I feel scared about and to release the tightness and release the tears. But there might also be moments in your day where you, you notice, hey, I want to acknowledge that there's a scared part of me. And right now I want to tap into the wise part of me that reminds me everything will be okay. It's okay to be scared and everything will be okay. And you get to choose moment to moment, which part needs that voice? What do you sense right now? Which part of you needs some space to get to say some things? Is it the part that wants to honor your desires? Is it the part that feels scared? Is it the part that has that deeper wisdom? Maybe it's another part altogether. I think it's like giving more space
2: to feel the feelings. Um, mm-hmm. of fear, mostly fear and and, mm-hmm. and constantly remind, which I have been doing, that the only way to gain trust is to keep, keep trusting yourself. <laughs> There's no other way. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. Give, give more space to, to those feelings and the struggle that I keep reminding myself to bring compassion to myself But mm-hmm. even though I don't like loudly speak bad ill of myself I feel like I still think those things and I need mm-hmm. to constantly remind myself to, to bring compassion to myself hmm
0: That will become more natural the more you do it. Mm -hmm. So I know the feeling of going off a constant reminder and constantly having to do this. It does shift and it does change. Mm -hmm. I want to say something about um, the energy you mentioned Um, in your first month. You felt clearer and more peaceful. Um, And I think there's the natural change energy. You know, we get some good energy from making a big change in our life, being in a new place. Um, And I want to acknowledge the challenges that you're feeling with your energy. Um, And I also want to highlight that we are affected by the other energy around us. So it's not just you, you know, it's not just you in your room, starting to feel and think different ways. There's whatever's happening cosmically and interpersonally. um, And, you know, just at this time in your life, at whatever season you're in. So for me, that's a fortifying knowledge to have, because I can remember it's not just me here. I'm living in this larger system And within that, I've got these tools that I can use to manage whatever's coming up for me and whatever ways my different parts are feeling, Like just like you did here today, just like you're doing with all of your work. Um, But having that larger context helps me, and I hope it helps you too.
2: It does help me. I just read that it's an eclipse, and I have some placements God, of the Mm -hmm. corresponding signs, and I'm like, Oh yeah, maybe it's
1: just also all of this was going on, and that's why I'm like that. That'll
0: be part of it for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's funny how you know if if we feel anchored in astrology or whatever different system we we place some trust in. If the astrology says, "Oh, there's eclipse, and you know expect this," or you know this might be happening, we're like, "Oh." okay, I'm not crazy. Thank you. That feels good. Maybe I will let myself feel scared or sad or, you know, hibernate for a while. And essentially, what all of that is saying is there's a part of me that just wants permission to feel what I feel and want what I want. And if it comes from astrology, great. If it comes from a grandmother on the street, great. If it comes from petting a dog, great. But really, that's what we're all craving is to know, like, oh, I'm not crazy. Like, my feelings are okay. They make sense. They're valid. The things I want are allowed. Right? And all of a sudden, we're like, oh, good astrology report. I'm allowed (laughs) to lay in bed a little longer. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? Do you sense that too, Alexandra? Yeah. 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 Um. I'm curious whether you want to use this time to give your scared part some more space to have a voice or if there's some other pull that you feel more strongly towards.
2: Yeah, scared
1: but once. Okay. Scared part. Okay. Let's begin that by, by just letting scared parts say what it needs. The scared part of me needs
2: Acknowledgement. The scared part of it's right. And to feel that it's okay to be scared. Mm.
1: Okay. Yeah. So we'll acknowledge your fear that it's there, and we want to give permission to your fear to say the things it needs to say so let's go with I feel scared about
2: I feel scared about understanding that I'm my dog made a mistake by moving across the continent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just pause with that fear and see if your body is open to any nourishing, gentle touch. So I keep cold
2: yeah. warm, <laughs> this whole yeah. time.
1: Yeah. Right? Because what we're practicing here is to give your fear a voice. And combining that with, I'm also going to give my fear some nourishing touch. Mm-hmm. So when your body feels ready, then you can use that prompt again. I feel scared about.
2: I feel scared about never living the life that I would like to live.
1: Yeah. And just keep going with that prompt when you're ready. I feel scared about...
2: I feel scared. God. I feel scared about uh, what many things. <laughs> I feel scared that they uh, my- might close the borders and David will be back we will be separated from my body. I feel scared that my body is going to fail I feel scared
1: of losing in my mom yeah so let's slow things down Alexandra each one of these fears is really valid and we want you to have the opportunity to let your body feel them Right, And then tend in the moment to your body, to what your body needs when you're starting to feel that fear in your body. So if there's any of those fears that you're like, let me just say that one more time, see how that feels in my body, please go ahead. Or if there's other ones you want to give a voice to, please do so. I feel
2: scared of losing my mom not being there I'm late like, up oh.
0: such a big feeling that fear of losing a parent or parents or caregivers it's such a tender childlike feeling are you able to hold yourself in this feeling or is it sort of i sort of get the experience sometimes of a feeling like skittering around like it doesn't want me to hold it um do you feel like you can be with this fear and hold your inner little girl in her fear?
2: Yeah. Like she knows it's to memorable. Mm-hmm. She, she has to continue to live her life.
1: Mm. Yeah. So you naturally took this to. Where I was feeling to guide you. And so let's use this, um, these prompts. Even though right now I feel scared. Even though right now I am scared. About my mom. About my mom. And her passing. And her passing. What I know to be true is. What I know to be true is, I want you to connect with what is it that you know to be true, even though there's a part of you that feels scared. What do you know to be true?
2: nothing counts mm-hmm.
1: it's okay to take your time even though right now I feel scared what I know to be true is
2: feeling scared is hot of feet
1: What do you notice in your body when you say that? Is there a yes there's truth in that or no I want to fight you. <laughs> I don't believe you fully. <laughs> the fighting the fighting okay So how about this even though right now I feel scared? What I know to be true is there's a part of me that's that's fighting, that's fighting this other truth. And I'm learning to let that be okay. Right? Just hear those words. What happens in your body hearing that? Still fighting yes 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 what's true right now is there's a lot of fight energy in me how does that feel no that resonates that resonates there's a lot of fight energy in me and i'm learning to let that be okay
2: Mm-hmm.
0: i'm feeling like it would be good for you to have a tantrum if you're able to do that um, <laughs> a physical tantrum move some energy it's terrifying and infuriating that we can't just be cared for and fearless you know and we hold a lot of that energy within us and letting that out through a physical tantrum Is a powerful exercise.
2: Yeah, I've been wanting to do that, but like haven't been having opportunity to since, you know, there's other people around and there's like Mm -hmm. no woods nearby. You can just swing by and go yell at it.
1: Right. Would you be open if we walked you through a tantrum that? works when it's in the middle of the night and you're living with other people in the house <laughs> yes, yeah? okay
0: um gee i'm conscious of time as well yes. it's now eleven ten. is this going to be a, the closing practice or it's,
1: a, it's a closing practice it's okay. a closing practice that's meant alexandra for you to see that there might be other alternatives to move your energy even if you have circumstances where it doesn't feel like you can outright have a tantrum yeah um if you were to imagine being five and having a tantrum how would you want to move your arms oh like this (laughs) probably yeah okay so i want you to feel your butt anchored on the seat (laughs) and just move your arms and notice your breath And in your mind, you can say whatever you wanted to say at five or now. And you do this until your body says, okay, I need a break. And then you honor that your body needs a break. But if your body's like, I got this fight energy in me still, then you can go. (laughs) What did you notice from that practice there? The permission to let things out was Mm -hmm. like I wanted to just actually bang on something. Yes, right? So again, like what I noticed in working with you is your body knows almost immediately what it wants. Like certain things that I said or Steph said, like your whole demeanor changed, your energy changed right? When Steph suggested a tantrum, your whole face lit up. So my sense is like what you want and what you desire and what you need, like it's just under the surface and you know what those things are. And now is the permission. Like you said, this felt like permission, right? So that's my sense.
0: I'm also seeing running and crying for you at the same time i don't know if running is something you do but um that's what's coming through so i'm sharing it
1: i used to i used to run but more Mm -hmm. yes and again you can if you can't run or like you know you can just move your feet Right, move your feet in that way, and your body still gets that. You can move your arms and your feet. Like, I'm certainly not running right now, but like, there's the motion of that, right? Yeah. So, see, sense what your body's impulses are, and give yourself some permission to move in those ways.
0: Mm hmm. I have just another quick question for you. Um, What excited you about making your move? What do you feel excited about being in this new place?
2: Uh, I just wanted a change of scenery. I thought that um, it's kind of what I did my whole life. And I thought, oh, changing scenery sounds good. Like I've been whole for a while, so it's time to go again, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that was was exciting. Be able to see something else.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So today I would invite you to make sure you connect with that, with the new scenery and with appreciating the thing that you were looking for that's all around you now. Mm-hmm.
2: yes, yes
1: let's close with what's something from this conversation that you want to take with you as a reminder for yourself
2: to give myself permission to feel what needs to be felt and then give my body permission to feel what it needs to yeah. feel.
1: beautiful Mm -hmm. What is one simple and small way that after you have a good night's sleep, because I know it's the middle of the night, that you can do today that helps you move in that direction? Uh, I'll have a tantrum and I'll dance around them. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like a beautiful day. I love that. It's like the doctor's prescribing. I'm going to write this you. prescription down for you for Alexandra. One tantrum, one dance. Yes. Have a good day. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Great. Beautiful.
0: Thank, thank you for you, trusting Alexandra. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for being here.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much. I really I deeply appreciate it because I don't get a lot of support lately. So, it's been wonderful, and I've been listening to your podcast. Watches you're like, oh my god, G has a podcast. Like, oh
1: my butt on the chair. That's right. No matter where you are in Vietnam or whatever country you end up in, you can always feel your butt on the chair. Yeah, so nice. it's wonderful. Thanks for feeling like, it. yeah. Thanks for being here with us today, Alexandra. Yeah, thank, thank you. you.